Walt Disney World Memories Podcast Memory 107, Pocahontas and Her Forest Friends Training Show. Today's memory is made possible by the recurring supporters. These are listeners like you that are helping to ensure that we can continue to produce high-quality family entertainment as we've been doing since 2006. As a thank you for their generosity, these supporters receive gifts from me like ad-free and early access to episodes. If you would like to find out how to join the recurring supporters for as little as $1 a month, visit our website at www-memories.net slash support. You can now become a supporter directly through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Patreon, as well as many other ways. I hope you can agree that the work we have put into the show is worth it and would consider a small support donation. Again, to find out how you can help, go to www-memories.net slash support. Welcome to Memory 107 of the WDW Memories Podcast. My name is Lou and I'll once again be your host as we take this journey into another Walt Disney World memory. So is anyone else confused? Do we miss Thanksgiving? Why are we already focused on Christmas? Maybe there's just so much money to be made, right? Uh, Well, I'm going to take this moment to be thankful. You know what I'm thankful for? Number one, my God. Number two, my wife and my children. Number three, my friends. Number four, my country, my freedoms that it gives me. Uh, Number five, I love music. Uh, Number six, a place like Walt Disney World where I can go to escape from reality and surround myself with pure joy and happy memories. And number seven, I'm thankful for you guys, listeners and friends like you that also love to talk and share your Disney magic wherever you are. Thanksgiving's special in its own way and should not be missed, I think. One thing that I'm thankful for are the cast members in the parks. Today we're going to take down the curtain just a little bit and let some of the work that goes into creating a show be known. Today we're going to go back to the Pocahontas and her Forest Friends training show. So as most of you know who are sending in requests and finding out, we've covered a lot of the attractions already once. So, and I'd like to get a couple of these others in now before revisiting a bunch of those again. So today we're going to catch a show of Pocahontas and her Forest Friends animal training show. Yeah, sadly, Pocahontas and her Forest Friends show ended in 2008 and is now a distant memory. And worse yet, I never got to record it. I did get to see it a few times, and it was cute to watch. But who doesn't love to see how they actually train those live animals to be in the show? Well, a couple of times a day, they would do rehearsals and allow guests to come in and watch and learn how they train these animals. So this memory is from one of those times. The actual Pocahontas and her Forest Friends show was short and sweet, but maybe because of the theater size was kind of self-fulfilling and didn't really seem to draw a huge crowd. I overlooked it for years personally, but when I did finally see the show I thought it was yet another great example of Disney doing the right thing here in the Animal Kingdom and featuring real animals. 
Animatronics are wonderful because they deliver a, con a consistent performance, but in a world that is designed to celebrate animals, you really need to show live ones, and this was a great example of how to do it right. As always, I toss it out to social media, and guess what? I got no responses this time. Apparently it's not. It was, again, one of those lesser-known shows, and so maybe a lot of folks just didn't get to catch it or know exactly what it was about. So today, we're going back again to December of 2001. My family and I have driven over to Walt Disney World for a day of fun from Tampa, and we're getting ready to spend the day running around from attraction to attraction. We've just finished Festival of the Lion King, and we're heading out of Camp Mini Mickey when we saw that this show was about to start. My dad, my brother, sister, and I all quickly slipped into the show and took a seat just as the show was about to begin. We quickly joined this memory just as we've sat down and were welcomed to the show. Again, today's memory is only in stereo, so while it's not required, I still suggest putting on those headphones to fully immerse yourself in the memory. Now sit back, relax, close your eyes, and come with me as we get to learn how a raccoon learns to work with a Disney Indian princess. Welcome all of you guys to our theater for our training show today. My name is Valerie. I'm one of the animal trainers here for the Pocahontas Center Forest Friends Show. You guys are going to get a little behind the scenes look at how we train our animals to perform in the show. How many of you guys have seen our show? Anybody? A couple? Okay, well it's a trained animal show, but unlike most trained animal shows that you guys might see, the animal trainers actually aren't out here on stage with the animals. We're all backstage, we communicate using little headsets like the one I have on right here. The animals really need to know their behaviors. They need to come out here on the stage, do their behaviors on their own, then exit the stage in order to get their reinforcement. And that's how we train our animals. It's by using positive reinforcement. We basically ask them to perform a behavior, and if they do it, great. They get all kinds of good stuff. What kind of good stuff do you think they get? Food. Yeah, is that what you're going to say? Food? Treats? That's right. We give them lots of different types of treats, lots of fun stuff for them. Uh, but their reinforcement can also be stuff like just telling us, tell, us telling them, good boy, good girl, or um, toys, or playtime. There can be lots of different reinforcements that we give the animals. So you guys are going to get to meet three of our animals today. And all these animals play the same part in the show. Does anybody know the name Pocahontas' raccoon friend? Miko. Miko, that's right. We have six raccoons here. They all play the part of Miko, and you guys are going to get to see three of them today. We're gonna be working on some different behaviors with them. Some of these behaviors they already perform in the show, but they need a little practice, and some of them are new. So let's go ahead and get started, huh? Our first animal is gonna be Spike Raccoon. What Spike is gonna do is come out on this rock right here, and he should do a little stand for you guys. Spike is a little shy, sometimes he doesn't wanna come out here. He has a little stage fright, so we're trying to work through that with him. Just trying to let him know that the stage is a fun place. He gets lots of good stuff if he comes out here and does his behavior. So hopefully he'll be a little brave for us today and he'll come out. But in order to do this, we're gonna need the star of our show, right? Who wants to see Pocahontas? All right, well, she's back there in the forest. So when I count to three, can you guys yell her name really loud? All right, one, two, three. Pocahontas! Hi, Pocahontas, thanks for your help. She's just gonna stand in her normal position where she'd stand during the show. I'm gonna hide behind this big tree right here. We're gonna play a little music for Spike and you guys watch that rock right there and we'll see if he comes out. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, Spike did make an appearance. He came out here and he did a nice little stand for everybody. And that's going to be it. Since Spike did such a wonderful job, his trainer is going to give him a big bonus, which is just a bunch of treats, a bunch of good stuff, and he gets to go home and relax. And that's it for him until he does a show later on. So that's also part of the reinforcement. We just let him go home, and that's it. He came out here, he worked for a couple seconds, and then he gets to go home and relax. It's pretty cool. So we're going to move on to our next animal. Our next animal is another raccoon. This is Zorro. This is actually Spike's brother. And we're working with Zorro on coming down this log right here where he'll get a hand cue from Pocahontas. And that cue will tell him to stand up on his hind legs. Now he has to stand up on his hind legs and hold that there for a couple of seconds until his trainer lets him know that he can come back down. Lately, Zorro's been trying to rush this a little bit. He's not standing long enough so you guys can get a good look at him. And we just want him to come out here and hold this stand a little while longer. And we're going to work with him on that and see how he does. did a really good job. He came out here and he did his little stand for you guys and he waited until his trainer told him that it was okay to sit back down. The way she told him that was by using one of these. It's called a bridge. It basically bridges the gap between his behavior and his reinforcement. It's kind of an IOU to Zorro. He knows when he hears this sound that it, he, that it means he can finish his behavior and head off the stage and there'll be treats waiting for him back there in his kennel. So it's a really good way to communicate with animals. You can use it with your dogs and cats at home. You can even use it with horses. You can use it with any animals, basically. Well, this time we can go ahead and say goodbye to Pocahontas. Thanks for your help. You guys, make sure you come back and see her again later in the show. Our next show is at 10.55, and we have shows throughout the day. And we're going to move on to another animal. And this is another raccoon. His name is Bennett Raccoon. He looks a little bit different than Zorro and Spike because he's a Florida raccoon. Zorro and Spike are northern raccoons, so they're kind of short and stocky, and they have a lot of fur, so they look really big. Bennett's more tall and lean, and he has less fur, so he looks a lot thinner than Zorro and Spike. What we're doing with Bennett is a brand new behavior. He knows a few show behaviors, but since raccoons are so intelligent, we really need to keep them interested in performing for us, so we're teaching him a new behavior. He's gonna come out on this log the same way Zorro did, and sometimes he'll get this wave cue like Zorro got, but sometimes he'll get another cue, which is me just standing here on the stage, kind of facing you guys. And that cue will tell him to pick up a sunflower he has to hold it up until he hears this little bridge. Well, he's working on discriminating between those two cues, and I think he's ready to go. He's all crated up. Let's see how he does. job he held it until he heard his little click and then you guys saw that he ran off the stage because he knew what was waiting for him back there so we're going to go ahead and try this again I'm going to ask him to do the wave this time and this means he has to ignore that bright pretty sunflower there which really wants to grab his attention I think he's ready to go he's finishing up his treats and we'll see how he does
It's a bag. Oh no, that was not good. <laughs> he saw that sunflower and he just wanted to play with it. That's okay. Um, basically the trainers back there just called him in because he wasn't going to drop that sunflower and just do a wave. And we're going to give him a very brief timeout. How many of you guys have ever had a timeout? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's basically just a short period of time where we don't give the animals any treats. We don't talk to them. We don't give them any reinforcement of any kind. And we let them realize that whatever they just did didn't earn them anything good. So we always give everybody a second chance. And um, I think Bennett's ready to go. I'll set up for him and we'll see how he does. Well, that was really good. He did that wave like he was supposed to, but we're going to switch it up on him, ask him to do that sunflower one more time, just to make sure he's paying attention to his cues and he's not trying to guess. <laughs> he got a lot of treats for that. He didn't get a timeout that time. What's really cool is that all of our animals can actually give us a timeout. If they don't want to participate in the training, they don't have to. And the animals that are best at giving us the timeout are the birds. All they have to do is fly away. <laughs> so that's really cool that they can give us the timeout. It's the way they communicate with us. So Bennett got a little handful of treats for that. This is going to be his last run. Let's see how he does with this. All right, well, that was a good job. You can see he got really excited when he heard this clicker. He threw that sunflower down and he ran off the stage. So he's getting lots of treats back there, and that's going to be it for Bennett. We're really happy with how he did today. So that's going to end our training show. If you guys have any questions about our animals or about animal training, please feel free to come up and ask me. And have a great day at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Thanks, everyone. So yet another memory we'll never get to recreate in person. I wish we didn't have to lose such shows, but I understand improvements need to be made and that things don't want to get stale. I mean, it's a good thing, though, that we have these memories that we can rely on and that they never can be taken away or replaced. Uh, so we just need to refresh them every now and then, and I'm so glad that I've got recordings of these things so that they never get lost in our minds either. As always, if you like to make a request or leave some feedback, stop by the WDW Memories website at www-memories.net. There you can find out how to contact me, leave feedback on the show, connect with me on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, view my photos on Flickr and videos on YouTube, and don't forget, you can always reach me on the voicemail line at 336-WDW-MEM0 and leave your request or feedback that way. If you like this show and want to help others find it, a review on iTunes will help move us up that search results list, or maybe a mention us in a tweet, or Facebook, or Google+, or Pinterest, or Vine, or whatever your social media of choice is to help get the word out about the show. Finally, if you want to help support the podcast in some small way, you can click on the donate button where you'll be redirected to PayPal. Here you can make a one-time donation or a recurring donation of any amount you like. And don't forget to check out the affiliate links on the website for other great information that helps support the show. Some of those funds have already gone to the purchase of the new recorder, which has greatly improved the quality of my in-park recordings. So thanks again for listening, and join me again in two weeks as we relive another Walt Disney World memory. Bye.